This episode of the B3 today is brought to you by Sensible Waste Consulting. You know you're probably overspending on your waste and recycling removal. You don't have to. Get back to doing what you do best in your business and let the folks at Sensible Waste Consulting deal with the waste companies on your behalf. Go to SensibleWaste.com for more information. The B3 Today is a production of Impulse Radio. All right, on the Travis Brett Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Hotline, I have none other than Marty Ledbetter, Channel 10 Sports. What's up, brother? What's going on, man? Happy to be back. Oh, man, it's awesome to have you. Have How's our plan going with uh, our coup against Simler? Is it working yet? Are you, <laughs> are you in charge? Or? I'll, I'll tell you what, man. That guy is... He's untouchable. He's, <laughs> he's so powerful. Yeah, he's so powerful. Teflon Rick. Exactly. Exactly. All right, we're going to have to ramp this up. I don't know. We'll have a meeting later. We can't talk about that <laughs> on the air. So uh, busy time for you. You're running all over the state of Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's kind of t- it's at this point now where I, I was just joking about it with uh, some friends. Like, they're like, oh, everything should be slowing down, right? And I'm like, well, yes and no. Because spring sports for Indiana just started yesterday. You know, softball kicked off yesterday. Baseball uh, has scrimmages this week, and then they have their first games next week. Um, And then, obviously, most importantly, we have state finals this week for basketball, which, luckily enough, the Wabash Valley is sending another team to the state finals this week. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about that. Uh, The Cougs scored and scored early uh, for a change. I I was joking with those guys on the show last week. God, do you ever blow anybody out? Like, can you not make it to where everybody's not dying by the end of the game? But, man, (laughs) they they jumped. I'm sure you were there. They jumped out, hit some shots early, and a little change of pace for the Cougars. I was a little bitter that the IHSAA didn't put Sullivan and North Davies in the same oh, yeah, semi-state right. simply because Randy Kelly has been the epitome of March Madness. Isn't that unbelievable? You know, the, the, I mean, the, and uh, just to touch on Sullivan and their terrific season real fast, Yeah, you're in overtime, you're down three. Randy Kelly has hit, what, three game winners mm-hmm. uh, in the postseason, three in a row. And then went on and had a 30-point game against Evansville Bossy in the regional finals. So I mean, that's all. That's all he did in that game. Yeah. Um, he gets that ball in his hand with three seconds left. The three would tie it and send it to double OT. And I, I've watched the play probably 20 times back, Brian. And every single time, I think it's going in. Yeah. Just because he's made so many he's of them. Made that you're so like, many. Yeah. Oh, it's going to go in, and they're going to go to double OT. You know, but. Uh, I, I was very happy to go to Seymour. I enjoy Seymour. I think it's a great venue for high school basketball. Uh-huh. It's no hatchet house, but then again, what is, right. you know, what is the hatchet, you know, but it is a lot of fun, especially when it's like it was on Saturday. There were, I mean, the entire, the towns of Odin and Elnora were there. Yeah. I mean, that was, you know, they were all there. It was a sea of orange and black and white. Um, the student section, my God, you know, I, I've given them, so much pub on Twitter, but they deserve all of it. Yeah, you know, for being as as packed as they were, they outnumbered JCD's fans ten to one. Well, yeah, and um, you know what? I saw a lot of comments from from uh, Jackson Dell people on you know nothing terrible, but sort of you know kind of leading to like, are they really one A? Like, there's that many yeah. people there. <laughs> uh, that that was my thing was when JCD fans walked in, 
because I, I saw JCD take on Bloomfield in regionals the week before in Martinsville. Yeah. Um, it, it was the same number of fans. I mean, it was the same number of fans that they brought to Martinsville against Bloomfield in that regional semifinal that I'm sure also stayed in Martinsville and were there for the regional championship later that night against Indy Lutra. Mm-hmm. It was different, though. You walked in the door, and like the 3A schools were also having their fans kind of walk in at that point, yeah. or the 2A schools that were there, excuse me. Um, but Odin fans, were just, they were just there. You could just see and feel North Davies the instant you walked in the door. Um, and, you know, the, the, the ovation that the team got when they got on the floor, the building shook. And I thought, <laughs> that's, I thought that's really cool. I yeah. thought that's really cool. These guys are going to remember that. And then about two minutes later, here comes the coaching staff. And I kid you not, Del Ripple rock, walking on the floor was probably top three loudest gyms I've ever heard. Is that right? Because, I mean, that crowd just was so behind him the instant that he walked onto that. Like, I was talking to Todd uh, Lancaster. Yeah. And then I had my back to it. And literally the, the hair on the back of my neck stood up. And I turned around and looked, and there he was. He was just, it was as if. You know, the president had just walked into the room. You know, yeah. everyone was just so elated and so up. Um, the, you know, the game starts. There's almost a letdown when the game starts. Right. Because it was so loud, you know, for everything else. Um, JCD comes down and hits a three real quick. And then Marcus Britton, you know, just doing what he does, catch and shoot. And he hits that three to tie it up. And I thought, okay, good. North Davies isn't going to have to be playing catch up yeah. all day. Right. Um, but you're right. You talk about scoring early and often. I think it was 10 to seven after the first quarter. I kind of thought the game, the, the ball was bouncing North Davies way in the first quarter. They uh-huh. were definitely playing the better game, but the ball was all the basketball gods were also shining on them because JCD got some looks that missed. Uh, Caleb Simon had a full court heave that he banked in at the buzzer yeah. that the refs blew off in real time. I thought it was a bad call. I went back and looked, watched it when I got to the station and was editing. The referees who often get crapped on and don't acknowledge, hey, this is me acknowledging you, you made the right call. Yeah. That, that ball was clearly still in his hands when the horn went off, so great real-time call on that one. Second quarter, third quarter, all North Davies. Mm-hmm. I mean, all North Davies. And there was a point in the game where I remember looking at Todd because he was sitting behind me, and I just went, doesn't it feel like North Davies is up 30? <laughs> and he kind of just looked at me and he smiled. And I was like, they're up eight, but right. it feels like they're up 30 because Jackson Dell is looking at the second best defensive team in the state that averages, I think, just under 50 points a game and is wondering how the hell they've put up 42 points already. Hey, you know, if you're like 90% of companies nationwide, you're overspending on your waste and recycling removal. A lot of times by 20 to 40%. You know what? You don't have to. How much could a free waste audit save you? Doesn't cost you a penny. If Sensible Waste Consulting doesn't save you any money, you don't pay anything. If they do, you split it. It's pretty simple. Why are you overpaying? Well, probably your contracts don't protect you from price hikes and your service levels are inefficient. You need different waste equipment. Your contract allows for those silly ancillary fees. Call the folks at Sensible Waste Consulting. Let them take a look at everything. They'll look at your contracts, your bills. If they save you money on on a contract that you signed and the waste company didn't live up to it, you split it immediately. If they negotiate for you, save you some money, eh, you split that through the life of the contract. They'll be happy to help you out. Doesn't cost you a thing. 
Go to SensibleWaste.com or give them a call, 812-787-3598. Sensible Waste Consulting. Listening to the the excitement in your voice, you're kind of in the same seat that I am. Um, you know, I, 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 I've gotten to know over the last year and a half of this podcast, gotten to know Brent, but I didn't know any of those boys. I didn't, I didn't know the assistant coaches. I've gotten to know them. My, what a fun group of guys to root for, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I, ball, ball is one of the. So, this is my tenth year. That right? No, my ninth year covering sports in the Wabash Valley. It's my third year as the weekend number two. Um, before that, I was just a photographer. I was just the guy that just went, recorded the video, brought it back, and chopped it up for either Rick or Megan, who was before me, or Casey, who was before me yeah. uh, on the weekend. Um, Dahl was one of the first ones that was just outgoing to me. Not that anyone was bad to me. Everyone's always grateful for the coverage. They always appreciate it. Sure. You put the Sports 10 logo on, they, they understand you're part of Rick's umbrella. It's going to be great coverage. Yeah, right. Um, but... Dahl was great to me personally, you know, where he would come up and just talk to me even before he knew my name and just, you know, shoot the shit with me and, you know, just kind of be like, see how things were going. Um, going to baseball games and just talking to him in between innings at baseball games, you know, right. it's something that was really fun. But when basketball season rolled around, like you saw the different doll, you know, you saw him, you know, you saw coach. Um, yeah. But you're right. I mean, it's just, I, the southern part holds a special place in my heart because that's the place. I mean, I grew up in Ellisville. That's obviously uh, extreme southern Indiana, but I know these schools. You know, like these were the schools I grew up, you know, watching. You know, right. I grew up hearing about Linton, about hearing about North Davies, about hearing about uh, Barib, Lagodi. Um, so it was fun that I now get to cover and work in these places, but I know from, I know as much as an outsider can know what this means. Not only to the community, not only to North Davies, but I know what this means to coach. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I I tweeted it out. I joked with him when I was at Media Day on Monday. Um, like when it, the game was no longer in doubt with about two minutes left, like it was going to take a historic collapse yeah. in order for something drastic to happen. Right. I was shooting from up top, and I sprinted down the steps turned around the corner, almost ran over this old couple. I, I'm so grateful for both of them understanding while I was in a hurry. Um, <laughs> and I got to the floor because I wanted to be as close to Dahl as I could be Yeah. when when everything started to happen. And getting that shot with about 30 seconds left when it's for sure in the bag and he starts jumping up and down on the floor. I mean, I'm standing probably 30 to 40 feet away from him as I'm shooting that. But I can. It feels like I'm right there with him. Right. Like I mean, it feels like I'm literally on the bench with him because it's just he's so enthusiastic. And you can just see what it means to him to finally cross that off his list. Yeah. You know, that okay, I am going to be a coach that is coached in the state finals. Now he still obviously has the big one to cross off. Sure. He sure. Still wants to you know bring home that state championship. But the monkey is off his back in the sense of I've made it to Indianapolis for a state championship game, not to watch it. Yeah. to actually coach in it, you know, and I, after, you know, he said 22 years at North Davies, 30 years total. I mean, that's a long time to be doing Indiana high school boys basketball yeah. and finally get to the promised land. I mean, there are other coaches that do it just as long or longer and never get there. I understand that, yeah. you know, but for him to be doing it 22 years at one school and finally get there, I mean, it, 
it was a very special moment. We've been very blessed with riches at WCHI with teams that we cover getting to state in various sports, right. uh, basketball in particular. I mean, obviously, Lagodi girls go back-to-back years. Lint girls go back-to-back years. Vincent Rebay girls go back-to-back years. Um, Barry boys, you know, go in my, they go two out of three years because we lost the COVID year in 2020. Linton goes, Park Heritage goes last year. Um, this, this one, I don't know. It just feels different. I don't yeah. want to say it's better. You know, sure. I don't want to say it's better. Sure. I don't want to take anything away from any of those other teams. It's different. It's yeah. just, it's very, it's very almost Hoosier-esque, you know, where you're just, because I think everyone does kind of have that moment. You know, even when I talked with you guys, you know, down there at Redbone, where sectional 63 rolls around. And yes, North Davies is the number two team in 1A, but there were still people looking at North Davies going, you lost the buggy ball, though. Yeah. You lost the bar. Right. You lost the bar in the regular season. Um, you know, you still, you know, Lagodi's in there and Orleans is in there. Like, I don't know, North Davies. And then the draw comes out and North Davies gets the favorable draw where they are only going to have to play one of those three teams. They're not going to have to play. Like, like if Lagodi would have won, sure, or Orleans sure. would have beat Barry, where they're going to have to play all three of them. Um, and people still did that. You know, there were still people that were like, I don't know, the ball just seems to bounce the Vikings way in March. Yeah. You know, Barry, you know, just tends to get, you know, there were people when Lagodi lost to Orleans that immediately were texting me saying, Barry catches another break. You know, yeah. Barry's not going to have to play Lagodi and yeah. then immediately turn around and play North Davies. Yeah, it was a popular um, sentiment, right? And, and I get it. I understand it. The history backs it up. All of that stuff. But I remember just sitting there the entire time being like, this North Davies team is different, though. Like, this isn't this isn't your mom's yeah. North Davies team. You know, like, I mean, Jalen Mullen is a special once-in-a-generation talent. Um, yeah. And I remember, you know, Todd asked me at Lagodi, at the sectional. He said, who's your sectional 63 MVP? And without hesitation, I said, Jalen Mullen. Mm-hmm. And he, he looked at me and he said, really? And I said, yep. I said, no disrespect to Hagen Nett, who I love. No disrespect um, intended to Peyton Bledsoe, who I think is going to be – or he's already one of the best shooters in the state. He's probably going to be the best shooter in our area next year, I think, uh, with the exception of maybe Drew Cook at Northfield. Yeah. Um, I, J- you take Jalen away from North Davies, North Davies doesn't win that session. You know, I, I've, you know, I've, it, yeah, I've often said yeah. his, his – his true, true value is the fact that not only is he a great point guard and can distribute, he can score, but he can do whichever one he needs to and wants to. Yeah. And he did that all year last year, where sometimes yeah. he, you know, he didn't score a lot of points. He didn't need to. It was like you know that old Jordan thing where you make everybody else better. That is what he does. Right. You know, I mean, I when I talked to uh, Brent on Monday uh, about about Jalen, I didn't realize Jalen is only the second true freshman he's ever started. Yeah, you know where he was. Where you know he was talking about talking to me about it, and he was like, "He's only the second one that I've ever started as a freshman, and I had him go out there." And you know, look, I understand that people have their opinions on certain kids and certain players. Um, Jack Townsend was a great scorer mm-hmm. in high school. I mean, he was a great scorer. I've joked before that whether Coach liked it or not, he crossed the timeline. He was in range, right? Um, you know, and I've only seen probably four players in high school that were like that: Cooper Neath, Jalen Minette. Jack Townsend and Drew Cook would be it right now. So, I mean, I'm watching another one right now in Drew Cook at Northview. Yeah. But the other two went on to play collegiate basketball at pretty high levels. Cooper Neese, obviously, at Indiana State, but he was recruited by Butler. Jalen Minette went to IUPUI and then just did his last year at Missouri State. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I understand why Jack shot the way he did. Now, obviously, it led to other issues. It didn't fit the North Navy system. It didn't fit the style of ball play that they do. Whereas, like you just said, Jalen came in as a freshman and was like, I don't need this school. Right. You know, I have Kirk Wagler. I have all these other guys that I can, you know, throw the ball to. You know, he's like, I can have four points and ten assists and be just fine with that. You know, and then just like you said, you know, secondly, last year, same thing. You know, he's like, I can do, you know, nine points and nine assists and be just fine with that. Um, but, you know, 16 points and eight assists in the semi-state championship. And we're talking about, you know, a junior who's now the IBCA player of the week. You know, one of the one of the three IBCA player of the weeks this week. And I think that is just awesome. It's just yeah. awesome. Um, and not to take away from anyone else on that team. I mean, you know, there were five other guys on that team that, you know, played near perfect basketball Saturday. I mean, someone told a uh, coach right before I interviewed him, it was the most complete 32 minutes I'd seen North Davis play all year. And he said that to me. And I said, you know what? That's actually pretty accurate. Because with the exception of about 45 seconds in the fourth quarter, this was North Davies' game all the way through. And even for those 45 seconds, when JCD rattled off back-to-back desperation threes to get it within one. Boy, that, and that happened still, fast, didn't it? It still, <laughs> but Brian, it still felt like North Davies was up 10. Yeah. Like, it was one of those moments that, like, yeah, it's a one-point ball game, and there were what, there was, what, 233 minutes right. left? Yeah, about that. Um, but Caleb Simon wasn't the one doing the scoring. Well, that was my thing. It wasn't the Eagles' best player that was doing it. It wasn't like he took the game over. Because I think if that would have been it, there would have kind of been an uh-oh. There would have kind of been a, okay, the sleeping giant was asleep for three and a half quarters, and now he's woken up. Yeah. You know, are, are Logan and Lance and Sickles, are they all, Devin, are they all going to be able to stop him? Um, kind of as a collab. But they, were, they weren't bad shots. I mean, there was, it was a, you know, kick out to a catch three for the first one. And then the second one was truly just a heat check three. You know, the point guard just yeah. dribbled into it, just looked at it, looked at it, looked at it, and then shot it, and it went in. Um, but again, you know, you're you're within one, and it just felt like you were you were yeah. still down eleven. Yeah. You know, it just I, I think they could have tied it, and I still would have sat there and went, I'm still not worried. Right. I'm still yeah. not concerned just because these kids for North Davies are so locked in right now, right. and they're just so ready. Did uh, have you seen or do you know much about Central Catholic? Uh, we've seen LCC a little bit. Uh, they play some of our northern area teams, like they played North Vermillion in the sectional championship game. Yeah. Um, I don't know a ton about them other than what I found out on Monday when I went up for media day. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have three kids that have average double figures, and uh, they have some length. I mean, they're they're a little bit like Jackson. I was going to say I mean, that, they, that sounds like another team I just heard about. Yeah, they're they're well, and and Coach Dahl made the, made the joke. He was like, he kept telling everyone in media. He was like, honestly, truthfully, the biggest differences between our, us and LCC are the color jerseys. Yeah. He's like, we're the same team. You know, we we are almost identical. We do the same stuff. Um, so I think, and I think there's advantages and disadvantages to that. Obviously, you know you. If you're the same team, you know what works for them and you know how to stop it. But at the same point, so does LCC. You know, LCC, when I interviewed their coach, Coach Barrett, he was very aware of who Jalen Mullen was. He was very aware of who Logan and Lance Wilson are. You know, so it was was one of those moments where even when I walked away from him where I thought, okay, do I have to be Marcus Britton, Brendan Sickles, and Devin Collins again? You know, those those three are going to have to make big plays at big moments, just like they've done all tournaments. You know, whether it be a steal from Devin, a stickles dunk, 
a Britain three, whatever it be, something like that is going to have to happen to in order to free up the the big three, in order to free up the Wilsons and and Jay. Yeah. Well, it's going to be exciting. I know that for sure. And and uh, yeah. I, w- now, will you go up that morning? You go up the night before. Yeah. What, what's yeah. your plan? No, Rick. Rick and I will uh, will load up the car and we'll leave Terre Haute probably around eight thirty. Uh, we'll get up to Indy and we'll get ourselves all all squared away and ready to rock and roll. Rick will be uh, tweeting it out. So at Rick Sports Ten okay. for people that can't go, that can't watch it on TV either, or that just want to follow Rick tweeting. Uh, tweets instead uh, he will be live tweeting and then i'll be on the floor shooting awesome. uh shooting the game as, right. as you're playing but yeah no i'm i'm really excited about it i think it's gonna i think it's gonna be a really good one you know i i've, I've gone into some of these before like i mean park heritage park heritage making it to the state finals in their third year of the school's existence yeah. last year was a great story yeah great story your reward was you had to play caleb first yeah you know and it, right. it was one of those where like i remember I looked at Connor Davis, who I think, who I think very highly of as a, as a young man and a basketball player, and I was like, Connor, you know, we're listing you at six five, and that's being pretty generous, and you're going to have your work cut out. And Connor Davis, to his credit, and Noble Johnson as well, neither of them backed down. Both of them stood there, and they made Caleb's life difficult, especially in the first half. But you know, second half rolled around, and also Blackhawk has other weapons. You know, there are guys that are obviously playing at great you know, right now that are, are Blackhawk kids. And um, I don't have that going into this. I don't have that. Or even the Bar Reeves game last year, you know, where everyone was like, man, if Bar Reeves loses this one to Cal, like what happened? You know, because I watched Cal play in the Wabash Valley Classic and yeah. I, was, I was not impressed. Right. I didn't see why they were ranked so high. Yeah. I, um, I, and I said, I said as much on the coaches show. <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm a, I'm and, a big again, favorite up there. I try not to. I try not to bash other teams because <laughs> I, I don't. I don't cover that team. I don't yeah. cover Cal. I don't know what their season looked like, but I just remember hearing that they were coming to the classic, and I was very excited for a new one A team to come to the Wabash Valley Classic. Uh-huh. And I watched them play, and immediately was like, oh. every single one of our one A teams in this that are good, you know, can beat them. You know, yeah. I was like, Lagodi can beat them, Barif can beat them, Mercedes can beat them. I was like. I don't see how they're so high up in the polls, but you know what? They made it to the state championship. So what, what do I know? Right. They made it yep. to the, the last Saturday of the year. They played Barreed. It got close for a little bit, and then Barreed put the, the foot down, and it was over. It, was it wasn't over. close anymore at that point. Um, I don't have that feeling going into this one. I don't have the, man, it feels like North Davies should really win this, or man, it feels like North Davies is going to be in for a dog fight. I honestly think it's going to be a coin flip. I mean, these teams are so similar that, you know, it, if Jalen can do what he did last week, where, yeah, he had 15 points and eight assists, I had to look at the scorebook to see he led the team in scoring because it felt like Brendan Sickles did. Yeah, right. You know, it felt because Brendan had every major bucket. You know, every bucket that was big came from Brendan Sickles, mm-hmm. especially in the second half. Um, if we can do something like that again this week, I think North Davies walked out with the blue ring. Yeah. But, you know, basketball is also a cruel mistress. You know, yeah. Washington shouldn't have a state championship except Luke Zeller, Luke Zeller hits the greatest shot in tournament history right. to yeah. give the hatchet to the state championship. Yeah. So, you know, the ball the ball bounces however it bounces. But, yeah, you're, it's 10.30 on Saturday, Bainbridge Fieldhouse. It, it's going to be rocking. I expect a, a, as big of a crowd as I saw at Seymour, if not even bigger. Bainbridge Fieldhouse literally – 
liked my tweet about the student section and everything that they were doing. I, I don't know who the two kids were because I don't know if you saw it either, Brian, but the kids that were, they did the student section did the typical sleep thing for right. the opposing team yeah. lineup. Right. Two kids sat down in front of the student section and started playing patty cake with one another. <laughs> and I shot it and put it on Twitter because it was the funniest thing I had seen a student section do in years where I was like, literally here are these hundreds of kids that are pretending to be asleep. And there's these two seniors that are just sitting in front of them, pl- sitting, you know, cross, cross crisscross applesauce, oh my God. playing patty cake, so the entire good. starting lineup. And I was Crying, I was laughing so hard <laughs> so at it. But good. I, I'm excited. I, I think that you know, I think there's going to be a lot of surrounding areas that come up in support too. I think you're going to get some Lagodi, you're going to get some Montgomery, you're going to get some Linton guys, Washington, uh, probably even some Vincent kids that are going to come up and make the trip. Just because it, if the past has taught me anything, yes, you're a rival. Yes, you're probably even a bitter rival when the regular season's happening and in the tournament. But when a team from your area makes it to the state finals, that kind of goes away a little bit. Sure. You know, it kind of, that kind of saw that, that, that dislike kind of softens a little bit because there is kind of that mentality of we're the small school out in the middle of nowhere. We shouldn't be here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone kind of feels that way. Well, and I think to a certain extent, and I'm not going to speak for everybody, you know how that goes, but, and that's the way everybody around here feels about our sectional, you know, I, Jackson Dell, I I was talking to Clint Bowman and, and, and telling him, you know, on and off air, what, what the atmosphere was like when you walk into Jack Butcher arena, like you, there's people in other parts of the state that just don't even believe it anymore. You know, that it's, it's just so old school. So, you know, Hey, listen, we want another title here for, for sectional 63 for sure. And, and you're, you're down on the floor, tweet your, or text me and, and, and give me some tidbits. I think what we're going to do, cause we're on spring break, we're going to be down in Florida. So I think my brother and I, and maybe my son, Sam, we may put on the headphones and fire up the game and do uh, <laughs> a, a Peyton and Eli type alternative commentary while we're, while go. we're watching. So yeah, keep, Keep me, keep the like info that. coming. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll fire you off when I can. You know, yeah. Here's the funniest thing about all of it. That, that you, you're going to definitely want to, if you're doing a broadcast like that, uh, they're telling Dahl that he has to wear a suit. <laughs> and and Is he that right? Because he literally sat down with me before the interview started on Media Day on Monday. And he said, tell me I have to wear a suit. And I went, oh, no. And he just looked at me and he went, yeah. And I said, so how long before the jacket comes off? How long, be- how long before the tie gets taken off? I was going to say, that, that just gives us new gambling lines to throw <laughs> <laughs> over under. He, he did. He started, he started just dying laughing. I was like, that jacket's coming off in the first two minutes. I was like, there's not a chance. That jacket is staying on in the yeah. first two minutes. You know and, that that shocks know. me with the with the move to you know more and more coaches going to more of that casual well, look. That surprises yeah. me. Yeah. I, and he and I kind of had that talk too, because he was even bringing up, you know, he was like, we just watched, you know, college basketball last night and Matt Painter, you know, was, was in a pullover and, and looked just fine. You know, and I was like, yeah, you're right. But I also, and this is, this is where I will play devil's advocate for the IHSA a little bit, as much mm-hmm. as it makes my skin crawl sometimes. <laughs> um, the IHSA is on regional television. You know, they're going to broadcast this on Valley Sports. Yeah. I I understand. I understand what Ballet Sports is wanting to do in that moment. You know, they're wanting to put on, you know, you know, hey, we are a professional product, yada, yada, yada. And there are 
a lot of old school people who who think it's weird that coaches don't wear suits anymore. I like. I, no, I, I don't care that much, but I do like right. the suit look. I just I, I, I do. I'm the, I'm the same way. I'm all about whatever the coach wants to do. If the coach wants to wear a suit, I do think it should be uniform. If the coach is wearing a suit, I think the assistants need to also be wearing suits. Yep. Right. But if the coach is cool with pullover and pullover and and gym shoes, I am right there with them. Yeah. I, I just you for, I, I care more about everyone being looking the same than I care about yeah. what it is. I got you. Um, but I do know that there are still enough like old school people that think it's just ludicrous that coaches don't wear suits anymore. Right. Um, obviously, you and I don't fall in that category. Um, I don't think Zico or Todd fall in that category either. No. Um, but I, I do understand why the IHSAA is wanting that simply because it is being broadcasted on Valley School. Yeah. So yeah. I – I get it, but it will be a fun line for you to keep keep an eye on because I I'm telling you if that jacket's still on at the two minute mark, I might owe some people some money because I just I don't see that happening. <laughs> no, I can't imagine. Will you and similar be dressed alike? Uh, we will both be in sports ten polos, okay. but I don't know that they will be matching color. Okay, so well, I, I can tell you that much. But yes, we will both be in sports ten polos in June. We're good for, for sure. We've for got sure. we've got IHSA Commissioner Paul Knighting coming on the big show on third. We're going to record tomorrow night for Thursday morning. You got anything you want me to ask him? Uh, I mean, he's first of all, if I could grow up to have the voice that he has, yeah. <laughs> I mean that that I mean that is the quote unquote voice of God when he speaks. Yeah. Like he, he walked in on Monday and he went, "Let's all make sure we get my good side." And I was like, "Whatever you say, Bob. Whatever, like, yeah." Let's, yeah, whatever you say. I don't. I don't really have any questions for him. I know that this is a busy time for him. Uh, obviously, he's he's very excited for all four games on Saturday, not just uh, you know the one A. Um, I know that this has been. If, if there was anything I'd want to ask, I'd just ask how great this year has felt after right. having you know the twenty twenty year the the end of the year and the spring season ripped away, and then last year was anything but normal. Yeah, no. you know this. This this year has felt as close to normal as we've had since the pandemic started. You yeah. know, this has felt, you know, like you said, Jack Butcher Arena being sold out three nights. Right. You know, like that's, you know, that I, I heard he was at the Hatchet House for uh, regionals last week, so he got to see a packed uh, regional Hatchet House. You know, that's I, I would just want to get his feeling on us being back, yeah. on on how great of a feeling that is for him. But that's. That's about all I well, got Well, we, we feel pretty him, fortunate, you know, um, to have him on this week of all weeks because, like you say, it, exactly, is, yeah. it is busy. So we're we're pretty happy about that. Hey, moving on to a couple other things before you got to go. We are both uh, big fans of Coach Terry Moore. And how about those, yep. the IU women's basketball the, team? Man, that was how awesome. How about the Lady Hoosiers? Oh, I how loved about it. the Lady Hoosiers? I've been saying Terry. all year, you people are watching the wrong team. This is the team hey. to watch in Indiana. Hey, and now we get Indiana versus UConn Woo! in the next one. Yeah. I mean, you talk about strap in, kids. You know that's that's going to be a fun one. I, I I have such a soft spot for for Coach Morin. She was uh, Indiana State women's basketball coach when I was a student at Indiana State, yeah. and she she much like uh, Greg Lansing, the former ISU men's head coach, and uh, Coach Megs, and then Coach Hannah, who were the baseball coaches when I was there. Um, they treated us with such respect. Yeah. I, and, you know, we're, we're, we're snot nosed little 20 year old stumbling in hungover from the night before right. in some cases and asking questions that, I mean, you could think up 
on on the spot, you know, because we didn't do any research. No research, right? And and Coach Morton was so great to us. She's awesome. and I mean, and she, you know, she was rebuilding. She was kind of rebuilding ISU. She was trying to get not rebuilding, but she was trying to get them back, you know, to being relevant. And she was succeeding at that so well that IU stole her from, stole her from us. So. Yeah. I, I wish her nothing but the best, and I, nothing would make me happier than for Indiana women's basketball to hang a banner uh, in Assembly Hall. Yeah. I think that would be – I know that there are the people out there who would be like, oh, it's not the sixth one, and I'd be like, well, you know what? It kind of is. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of is because that team, like you said, you know, they have they have done what Mike Woodson wants to do with the men's team. Sure they you know, have. They have, they have really done the, re- the full resurgence and come around to where, like, you have to respect Indiana women's basketball right now. And as someone who was born and raised in Ellisville, Indiana, in the shadow of Assembly Hall, yeah. the fact that we're talking about Indiana women's basketball is mind-blowing to me because of how irrelevant they were for most of my life. Yeah. To see where see where Coach Morin has got them, you know, here within the last five years. Very impressive. Yeah, they, very, very impressive. Tough. I mean, they they could have. You listen, Princeton. They were up fourteen on the verge of blowing them out. Princeton comes back, and you could you just saw it. And you know that's the toughness yeah. that that we all wish was was on both sides of uh, of Assembly Hall right now. Unfortunately, it's right. not. But uh, we'll, we'll get there. But that was a lot of fun. And and uh, they play at two o'clock on Saturday in, in Connecticut. So uh, cool. and they play Connecticut. So should be an interesting one. And and it's you know going to be a tough one, but. If there's anybody that can do it, I think it's, I think it's her. Hey, talk about um, your your show you filmed today. I uh, the the big oh. segment that everybody loves. If you like food in the in the tri-state yeah, area, yeah, fork fork in the road. Uh, yeah, so you know that's been going on. Let's see, I this is my eighth year at WTHI. They were doing it a couple years before I got there. I think this is the tenth year actually right now. Of fork in the road. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, Mike Latta, uh, the former chief photographer at WTHI, he, he's now moved on to a surf pro here in Terre Haute. Um, he's still doing it. He's still with us. Um, Ross Rawlings, uh, the former number two sports guy at WTHI, who's now a, a sales executive. Um, he, those two kind of, it was the brainchild of those two. Uh, and it kind of, it kind of came out of Friday night shoot because when, you know, back then we had so many shooters for Friday night that before everyone would leave for football or basketball games, they would compare notes about where they were going to eat. You know, they'd be like, oh, hey, I'm going down to Washington. And another photographer would be like, oh, well, you know where you need to check out while you're in Washington. You know, they'd get yeah. on some little hole-in-the-wall hole restaurant or some off-the-beaten-path restaurant uh, or some diner. Um, and Mike was ahead of the curve. I mean, yeah. Mike just kind of saw the writing on the wall for it and saw, you know, That's hey, great. I think people will enjoy this. Um, so we went to uh, Double Oven Pizzeria in Marshall, uh, Marshall, Illinois. I like the name. Um, yeah, and we tried a 28-inch uh, pizza, Meat Lovers Pizza, essentially. You can either do Meat Lovers or Supreme, yeah. but you have – it's for two people, and you have 45 minutes to complete the whole thing. It's impossible. Joey Chestnut could be one of the two people, and I don't think it could physically happen. I oh, mean, pizza wow. was very good. It was very good, and it's that, that's you know that's kind of their big thing. They they have you know normal pizzas as well, uh, so don't sit there and feel like you have to do it. But like while we were in there doing it, uh, two more of the pizzas that we were eating were were carried out. One was to a factory. Where literally we talked to the the workers that were picking it up. They were like, yeah, like sixteen of us like eat this. 
And I, I remember ours hadn't come out yet. And they were like, yeah, literally like 16 of us eat this thing. And we were like, there's only four of us. And they were just like, oh, not a chance. Like, they were like, not a chance four people are going to eat this pizza. So if, if you want to see it, tune into WTHI Monday we'll at 5. We'll do that, it. That bad boy will be on. But All yeah, right. it's, it's a fun time. It's, hey, you know what? It's a tough gig doing sports and yeah, somebody's no got to do it. I tell you so. what, I, I want to be Marty Ledbetter someday when I grow up. I don't know. Seems like a pretty oh, good gig to me. Um, uh, go to I uh, can Purdue beat St. Peter's? You think? I would hope so. Okay. I mean, I, I, again, I'm I'm a Hoosier. You know, I'm a, I'm not you boy. So there's there's always some part of me that's going to root against you. I, I, um, I can't believe this is going to continue this Saint Saint Peter's thing. But uh, that's boy, my looked, thing. Boy, you they know, looked awful you know, good. We, we saw it with with Slam Dunk U, Florida, uh, Florida Gulf Coast. You know, in 2013, um, yeah, we saw it with George Mason. You know, and, and what was that? 2006 when they made it all the way to the yep, final four. Yep. Um. So I mean. It, I won't sit there and say it's impossible. You know, they have a great coach. You know, they have a coach who has proven he is not afraid of anybody. You know, he doesn't care who he's playing. Um, But, I mean, I just don't know. I don't know how you stop. If you're St. Peter's, I don't know how you stop Jaden Ivey, Travion Williams, and Zach Eden. Yeah. No, I I got it. I could almost. I I could almost hear the argument if there wasn't three of them. If there were two of them, I could almost hear the argument. But I don't know how you stop three of them. I almost feel like it'll be a close ten minutes, and then I feel like at that point Purdue will pull away, and yeah. I don't think it'll be that close after that. I could be wrong, and I could live to eat my words, and and Purdue could choke, or St. Peter's could play a perfect game. Um, but I, how do you stop Zach Eady if you're St. Peter's? Yeah, I don't like, know. I, just, I, I don't, don't. And I was shocked. At, I was shocked at, at the revenue. Uh, relative ease that St. Peter's won in game in round two. And, and there's, I think, I think Barstool has now tweeted it out. One of my friends had sent it to me, a guy that used to coach at St. Peter's and has listed all the reasons why this is absolutely insane. It's a hilarious tweet. Well, yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, the people, they tweeted out a picture of their gym and I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There are high school gyms in Indiana that are a million times better than that. One of them, a collegiate gym. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll retweet this out on B3 Pod and take a look at it. It is hilarious. like one time he walks into practice and there was a a bouncy house in the gym because they had rented it out. You know, just it just it's safe. It, it's absolutely hilarious. But uh, I, I think it's safe to say that that coach has probably found himself a new coach. Yeah, I, I think year. you're. Unless, I think unless you're he's right. just very happy in St. Pete. I mean, yeah. he, he could be complete. But I know for a fact that the Seton Hall job just opened up as the okay. coach got hired on at Maryland. And that's where he plays. So yeah. something tells me yeah. old Seton Hall might be coming to calling uh, if Purdue sends St. Pete uh, packing. Uh, Ma- Marty Ledbetter, breaking news as usual. That's good though. That that <laughs> you're probably right. You know, as sweet as those Cinderellas can be, they they still tend to be stepping stones. The, the George, yeah, the George Mason one was the closest thing I ever got to seeing a true Cinderella story come true. And then they ran into Florida. Yeah. You know, so they right. ran into the eventual national well, champion. And, and you so. mentioned Florida Gulf coast, dunk city. I'm actually going to be on that campus visiting with my son next week. So, oh, nice. uh, yeah. So that's a, we, we've been there once and we're going to go again, but what a, you talk about a campus, man. They, yeah. They, I was about to say campus and campus said with air quotes around that one. Yeah. That, they call it country club a, university for a reason. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Marty. Thanks so much, brother. I appreciate it. You're welcome here. Obviously, you know, anytime and, uh, uh, we I could I could talk to you forever, so we'll talk to you soon, okay, bud? 
Sounds sounds good, man. Hey, big time! You got the old commission coming later this week, man. That's, You're big time. Uh, you You're know what? There now, the, the, the sky's the limit. Only I can bring it down at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you later, man. Take it easy, bro. Thanks. The B three today is a production of Impulse Radio.